Now with Julian on the brown note, and I'm gonna keep piling on these uh, content bits. A review of, is it The Marvels? The Marvels, the latest MCU film. Gone on at length about how absolutely dire the post-Endgame films are from both DC and Marvels, it's well documented. And everyone can see from six months out these films are going to fail. And I did say I've got a conspiracy theory that everyone's getting paid so much money that they don't care that the investors are losing a fortune every time they release a film. This is the worst performing MCU film at the box office for $200 million box office against a $274 million gross budget. Uh, one of the only MCU films not to break even. Now... I believe that this would have been a film that would have been um, probably a 6 out of 10 as uh, it got review bombed by the brotastic anti-women league and the fact that I gave the first Captain Marvel film a 7.5 out of 10. I like Brie Larson, particularly her being a feminist. Um, I didn't have any problem with that side of it and I said at the time that the Captain Marvel movie was a better film than Black Panther by a little margin. And that the um, I didn't mind the cockiness of Brie Larson. I liked her, and um, the only problem I had is that they should never have introduced her into the MC universe at that stage. You don't introduce an all-powerful goodie. You can introduce Thanos, an all-powerful baddie, but you can't introduce a goodie that can just do absolutely anything. And the only thing I had a, really had a problem with that um, first Captain Marvel film was the final quarter where she got all her powers was just to out of step with the rest of the film. This one's directed by Nia DaCosta, who is a African-American uh, female director, I think, yep, who became the first female black director to hit the number one box office with her second film, Candyman. I didn't see her debut, Little Woods. I said this, I absolutely detested Candyman. I thought it was a terrible film. Jordan, uh, what's his face? Jordan Peele of Get Out and Us and um, Nope, he did, he wrote it, but I, I just I thought it was an abysmal film. So not really uh, the person that I'd want in charge here based on a previous track record, but then you look at the person that directed The Eternals is the only director I've given 10 out of 10 to for Nomadland. So you can't really tell. Uh, the one thing, one of the elements of this film that is a core as to why a lot of these movies are failing, not the only thing, but a big one, is the um, relentless focus on characters we don't care about. I think if they'd have made this another Brie Larson film, where the only Marvel was Captain Marvel and her, they would have fared a lot better. But they watered it down into two other very non uninteresting characters. Um, the Tiona Paris... Monica Rambo, who is a Marvel, and um, the actress, the young actress, uh, Iman Vellani, who plays Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. And I believe these have been connected with TV shows, but it really does show if they did. And basically, they all get together at the start, and every time one of them uses their powers, they flip backwards and forwards. Um, between each other so if one's on the other side of the universe and, and uses her powers one of the other two marvels will ap appear in her place so every time they use their powers they're flicking backwards and forwards 
is probably the most interesting conceit in the whole film. Uh, and we get Zoe Ashton, who I think might be a Games of, Game of Thrones action, as a Cree leader. Now, the story here is so unbearably weak, I can't be bothered to recount it. Um, this was a hate watch for me, and I didn't intend it to be. It was uh, It's 90 minutes long, and I kind of had the writing on the wall with that, because they keep making these films two and a half hours long, and they will do it. So the fact that they couldn't hear, it was rather indicative of them not having anything to hang the movie on. There's so little story here. Like, you get the Kree leader here who is trying to attack the Marvels and get some amulet to have power. And that's pretty much it. And we get the whole space-time continuing, continuing being ripped apart is the entirety of the story here this film is an abomination and i was really surprised i mean i said i i gave good review to captain marvel the first film and uh this one is everything like it's it's the set i reviewed this the south park episode um is it into the pandaverse where they talk about how these film you know make make the lead character a woman and make her lame and make her gay it's almost like someone sat down and watched that and wrote down notes on how to make this film. It's the most pandiverse film I've ever seen. But there's so much more wrong with it than that. Um, the, I thought the performances, other than Brie Larson, who is, does nothing wrong here, but Tayona Paris is incredibly flat-footed and dead and dull. She's the daughter of the friend of Captain Marvel from the first film, and she's a bit angst, angsty about the fact that Captain Marvel vanished and never came back. Um, and that is really not much of a motivation for her being in the movie. She doesn't really have any purpose. And I saw Iman Vellani as um, the Miss Marvel character. It's just like this incredibly annoying puppy dog that runs around the whole movie, being super excited. And she has her family. I think they're just portrayed as a, you know, an Indian family in the film, but they're gratingly superficial. It feels like a sitcom. So when they get one of those immigrant experience sitcoms where they have a Vietnamese family and what their life's like in America, here it feels like that for an Indian family. But it's so surface level and so superficial and without any edge in any direction that you imagine the family are going to say, oh, we don't want you being Miss Marvel. We'd rather you study to be a doctor. It's really that trite. Um, the benchmarks of abysmal MCU post-Endgame are probably Thor 4, the Love and Thunder one, which was destroyed for its jokey tone and uh, very tonal inconsistencies throughout. And also um, Ant-Man 3, one of my worst films last year, those films are, have significant things recommending them above this film. The character played by Zor Ashton, the villain here. The villain in Thor 4 was the Christian Bale character, heralded as the best thing in the whole film. The villain in um, the Khan villain in the Ant-Man 3 film was heralded as the greatest thing in the whole film. Here, Zoe Ashton is absolutely appalling her performance is terrible her character is a non-entity one of the least interesting villains in the entire 28 or whatever mc i don't know how many mcu films there are now 
26, something like that. Probably the most nondescript villain. Maybe going all the way back to Thor 2, and that villain had a lot more going. Um, but the acting from her is just preachy and stagey, and it feels fake, and it feels cringe-inducing. The whole film is very cringe-inducing. And Ant-Man 3 had incredible VFX. The VF visual effects in this film are poor. And the makeup and costumes and everything for the alien races is incredibly cheap looking. How did they spend $250 million on this movie when it looks like Star Trek from 1967? Like, you would do better, you'd see better alien dress up at a Halloween party than you do in this film. There are enormous inconsistencies in what happens with the likes of, you know, you've got these Marvel women and this is so painfully women centric and i loved the feminist angle of captain marvel but they make this out to just be like a a, a girl's rom-com without any romance in it and it, it really shows up when we get um valkyrie appear for one minute and suddenly the whole film lifts and she's opposite brie larson and it's intimated that they sort of have some form of attraction and i was praying even though I knew it wouldn't happen, the Valkyrie would sweep up Brie Larson and take us away from this film, and we go into an entirely different film with just those two in it, because the other two Marvels are so crap. Um, the inconsistencies in their, like the way the characters, like Brie Larson's character is continually reduced to fist-fighting people, and then f literally flies through a sun. How is it that these so powerful characters apparently don't have any powers when it comes to fighting someone in a corridor? There's a moment which is the worst in the entire MCU, which is the sing-along bit. They, they, it, like they do their racial by numbers bit by picking different races, but they, they seem to confuse Southeast Asia with Bollywood for some reason just so they can tick off another ethnic box, but they actually do this song and dance routine, which is the worst in Marvel history. It's so unbearably cringe-inducing to watch. There's one sequence in this film which wanted me to give it one single point, which is with the kittens. And the kittens who are the, um, the, like the big cat that swallows people whole, who's really a super powerful alien, um, they're his babies or her babies or I don't think that's ever defined or I'm not sure that it, alien cats matter in a gender world um, when they're going around eating everyone to the music from the musical cats it's a masterpiece for two minutes and I wanted to give it a point but it doesn't deserve it it doesn't deserve to use cats as a get out of jail free card but it is a wonderful moment fast forward to about 90, 88 minutes in or something so, I mean, I don't think Brie Larson comes off bad here. I don't think she does anything wrong. Um, it's, such a, it's such an antagonizing and dull and uninteresting film. I spent most of my time oogling Brie Larson because she looks fantastic as uh, Captain Marvel here. Thank God she's got her hair back. When she came into Endgame and she had that incredibly aggressive dynasty 1982 short haircut, it was awful. She looked like someone who would be selling aggressively selling condos to rich jewish people from new york in florida for some reason that's the connection i made um but now she she absolutely looks amazing in this um and she doesn't do anything wrong the the writing and the script is awful 
the visual effects are terrible and cheap, the story is non-existent. It is the worst MCU film I have ever seen, and given how badly I review Thor 4 and Ant-Man 3, a film that is significantly worse, I'm going to give the Marvels a big fat starting the year with a 0 out of 10. Uh, this is Sufjan Stevens.